News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And joining me in the executive chair today is Stephen Leddy, who's the managing director of Hidden Hearing. He's here to tell us all about his business life and times. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Mandy. Thanks for having me. Now, look, let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Tell us about your early life. You were born in Belfast. Yeah, so my grandfather was an accountant. My father was an accountant. And in the early 70s with the Troubles, my dad decided to move down to Dublin um, and start a new life. So I was two. And uh, yeah, we came down and we, we, we relocated to Dublin. My dad set up a practice and then um, I became a qualified accountant as well. So it stayed in the, in the family. Mm. And do you have family in Belfast remaining? Do you have connections? Yeah, cousins. Um, grandparents are gone now, of course. But yeah, I still have cousins in Belfast and I haven't been up there in a long time now. OK, so you, like your father, then went down the financial road and became an accountant. Where, what was your first kind of job job? Um, well, I did a J1. So I've got a 21-year-old daughter now who's who's heading to Boston this summer. So, wow. yeah, so I was a lifeguard. I thought that was really cool. And then um, I realised I didn't have enough money to really appreciate the state. So I became a chambermaid. Yes, I saw that you were like <laughs> saving people by day and cleaning hotels yeah, by night. I was short-sighted, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't see all the the dust and stuff. So I wasn't great. I was a great lifeguard, but not a very good chambermaid. But I knew. But I learned how to make a bed. Okay, well that's handy. Yeah, I hope you yeah. put it into practice every day. Uh, of course, absolutely. And tell us about the lifeguarding then. So I was on a beach in Long Island. Um, and I guess it was a bit different. So I would see the guys sitting in their tower and they'd stay there, whereas I was you know, I, I have to move around. So I was down on the beach, walking in the in the ocean, blowing my whistle as often as I could. <laughs> and of course, that gave me more tips. So it was uh, it was great. Well, now you're invoking all sorts of images <laughs> of Baywatch and David Hasselhoff here. Of course. So you came back to Ireland then. Yeah. What did you do you, in terms of your career? So I was on a career path of qualifying as an accountant. And I guess that was it was easy for me because, um, you know, the heritage and the family of of qualified accountant so I didn't really know whether I wanted to be an accountant but I followed that that path as very often happens yeah but I, I suppose my father kept telling me that if you qualify as an accountant loads of doors will open so you don't have to be an accountant but you'll have you'll understand the P&L and balance sheet go to any industry yeah and, and that's what I did so I qualified I went to Australia after I qualified uh, stayed in the industry came back and the natural path would have been to work for my dad you know Connor Letty Holmes in Harold's Cross but I didn't want to. I, I, I suppose Australia gave me that sense of, OK, I want to do it on my own. So um, so I did. So I went to work for Fitzpatrick Morris Barrett, who were a small, medium sized practice. And then I was poached by a client um, who said, I, I have a, um, a senior position for you. In fact, an MD position in two small companies, a, a window software company and a window company. Do you want to come on board? And I said, that sounds fantastic. Mm. So. So I left uh, practice and I went into retail and that gave me the bug. I was I was bitten. I, I wanted I loved that, you know, retail is so dynamic. It's so diverse. Um, and I st- I've been in retail ever since. And moving from the financial into that um, MD role gave you management experience. You seem to have gotten a grow for that sort of yeah. working with people, helping them to progress and moving on. Is that an important part of your sort of offering? It is. And, and you know, I was quite green back then um, in the late 90s. Yes, I was an MD, but it was a very small team. Mm. 
but I was thrown in the deep end, so you had to learn very quickly. Um, but it did. It gave me the taste for for leading people. I, you know, I, I say very often that the first part of my career was about looking after numbers, and most of my career now has been looking after people. Mm. So whether it's employees um, or patients, yeah, the people that you're helping by extension. Because exactly, we're going to move to to hidden hearing now. Um, sure. Just for people who might not know, we've just heard you in one of our ads. But like, tell us what hidden hearing is. How many staff do you have? Where you're sure. located? So Hidden Hearing started um, with one shop in 1987 and um, I didn't come on board until 2000. But the real catalyst for growth was when Demant, our parent company, um, came into Ireland and bought Hidden Hearing in 2000. And that was brilliant for the Irish um, population because they brought a very rich heritage of hearing healthcare. They're one of the biggest players in the world, but they brought cutting edge technology, best practices. And then that was the springboard for me, really, to grow the organisation, to be a market leader. And it's grown amazingly. Yeah, it has. And it, I mean, we're the oldest nationwide specialised hearing healthcare provider. Um, we don't do anything else. We're not a franchise. We have 190 employees. We don't sell anything else. We just specialise in hearing healthcare. And what we've done is we've positioned ourselves as the modern hearing care expert. So the expertise is really important to us because we realise that, you know, um, that buying a hearing aid, it's not a simple transaction. No. So there's many different nuances. So there's cognitive, audiological, physiological, all these subjective nuances um, are, are, are different for everybody. So your hearing is like, it's as unique as a fingertip. So a one size, yeah, a one size fits all, you know, off the shelf. There's, doesn't work. There's something else about hearing that you have to contend with that doesn't relate to other things that happen to you as you get older. Which is there's a sort of stigma attached to it in the sense that people yeah. see that this is a, an acknowledgement that they're getting older in yeah. a different way than your sight going. How do you contend with that? Well, we're trying to destigmatize hearing loss. Um, and, you know, if, if you if we can manage to address all the category rejectors by um normalizing hearing loss. So saying it's like, uh, you know, it should be part of your your annual overall wellness regime. So you get your eyes tested, get your hearing tested, particularly if you're over 60, because one in three people over 60 have some form of hearing loss. Of course they do, because just like our sight, yeah. it's, it's going to get worse with age, yeah. presumably. But if you lose your sight, you lose touch of things. If you lose your hearing, you lose touch with people. And that's the thing. So we don't sell hearing aids. We sell the ability to communicate. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just um, in terms of your, your life outside your work, you, what hobbies or interests do you have? Uh, well, I play golf. Um, I'm a member of two golf clubs. Um, See, Doonbeg is one of those. Yes. Have Ms. you encountered Mr. Trump? I have. I've met Mr. Trump personally. Um, oh. Back in 15, just before he became president. Well, what was he like? Um, I met Mr. Trump personally. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, he's... He's, he's a rude individual and um, with no respect for anybody but himself. So I, it wasn't a great experience, um, but I've moved on. And I actually checked out early because... Uh, well, unfortunately, he, he hasn't checked out early. He's still around. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm still a member there, so I have to be... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, I have to be very careful. And I but, see whiskey is another interesting... Yeah, so I was a founding member of the Irish Whiskey Society wow. way back um, with a bunch of guys. We started off in um, Wynn's Hotel talking about whiskey and, you know, there was no forum to learn about whiskey to have you know unique bottlings um so we set it up then it was about 10 of us and was it cool back then the way it is now 
it wasn't as cool, um, but it's certain because there wasn't that many distilleries. But it's a lot cooler now, and that that legacy is is there and growing. So very well, happy about that. Long may it continue, Stephen. Thank you so much for taking the time to come into us today. You're more than that welcome. That was Stephen Leddy, who's managing director of Hidden Hearing. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at eleven on News Talk.